Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, this is uh, one of our rare two-show days, so to speak, because we're recording, obviously, on Tuesday night. We recorded on Tuesday morning with our Tony Awards nomination episode. It was a little frantic, not going to lie, um, but uh, it was such a such a fun day for all of us uh, at Broadway World. Some of us were, including Julie, were taking phone calls from nominees, and people were doing all this kind of tweeting, not only from Broadway World, from, from everywhere. It's just a fun, energetic day, um, and whether that fun comes from being excited for people who did get nominations or complaining about people who didn't get nominations. Um, it, it's just a it's a really exciting day for the theater community and uh, a lot of good stuff out there. And, and congratulations to everybody who was nominated. And for the people who weren't, it's fine. You're still on Broadway. You're still awesome. And we still love you. So we're on the treadmill and the treadmill goes until June 10th, uh, you know, probably June 11th and early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, we normally record our episode uh, uh, until after midnight, James, because uh, the Tonys, just like the nominations never start on time, the Tonys never seem to end on time. So we in, uh, usually don't end up uh, recording until well after 11, and it takes us a while to get finished up. So we've got a long five weeks, but an exciting five weeks nonetheless. All right, let's start with the Tony nominations recap. Yeah, so as I said, Tuesday morning when we talked, we were – or at least I was a little overwhelmed and discombobulated and flustered by the whole thing. Um, then I get the nominations were running late. You and I both had to get to our actual day jobs and stuff uh, and all of that. But um, I hadn't really fully processed the nominations because we'd just seen them. So I wanted to go back and give us a few minutes to look back on some things that were interesting that came up throughout the day and circle back on some thoughts about yesterday's proceedings. Um, every year uh, on Tony Nominations Day for Broadway World, I write an article about interesting facts about nominations or trends or historical anomalies. And one that jumped out to me from the article this year was that seven shows received 10 or more nominations. And I went through the history of the Tonys, and it wasn't easy to necessarily do this, um, so I could be wrong. But I could not find a year in which anything close to that many shows had that many nominations. Now, Adam Feldman over at Time Out New York did make an interesting point to this uh, topic on Twitter. And that's that kind of like how shows continually break box office records simply because of inflation and prices going up uh, with the expansion of nominees about two decades ago, going up to five in some categories and the addition of categories over the years. Records like this are certainly going to fall regularly, whether it's the most nominations or uh, uh, how many nominations the show gets or how many people, you know, get double digit nominations. Um, so it, that's not surprising. Um, now, James, I've said on this show and in various other podcasts that I'm fine with giving as many awards to as many people as possible. But do you think that it diminishes the impact of a Tony nomination if almost a quarter of all of the shows in the season have double digit nominations? Well, the entire NHL playoff system, uh, you know, takes nine months to eliminate four teams and then 16 teams play off. So, you know. Yeah, it's not that's a little exaggeration. But, yeah, you're right. Over half the teams in the NHL make it. Um, but, yeah, I, I just uh, I don't have a problem with giving awards to people. But you're right. It does seem like it's kind of like that conversation we had. And I might have had it with Julie and you might not have been on that day about adding an best ensemble Tony that the AEA yeah. wants mm -hmm. and who gets it. Do we really want everybody to be Tony nominees and Tony winners? Does that diminish the impact of the award? 
I don't know. I mean, it's certainly as we you and I have talked about, and there was an article in uh, in, in the New York Post, which I thought was a little suspect a couple days ago about how a Tony nomination and especially a Tony win helps an actor in terms of the bottom line uh, when it comes to future contracts. So that definitely has an impact. Um, but something else I want to talk about that's kind of in line with this is that Mark Hirschberg over at Forbes published an article just before the nominations came out about the impact of certain Tony nominations and wins. The article looks at a first of its kind study from Utah Valley State that looks to, quote, refine a marketing professional's view of the hierarchy of awards. Now, I have to say, we, we like Mark. He's been on this show before. He's a great source of some uh, inside baseball stories that you and I both love, James. But I'm pretty suspect of this uh, award or of this uh, of this um, uh, study and then the article that, that Mark wrote, because for some of its findings, not only do they seem, you know, to not be able to differentiate between causation and correlation, they seem to be in the no-duh category. For example, the study says that musicals that are nominated for Best Musical are almost 60% less likely to close. He says just close, but I think they mean close quickly because everything's going to close pretty much. Um, is Are 60% less likely to close quickly than musicals that are not nominated. Man, taking a take a short walk off of a, a really thin branch there, huh? Throughout the article, the underlying study focuses on the impact of director and Tony or an actor Tony nominations and how quickly those shows close. But for me, the story, and I assume the paper misses the point that generally the shows that have these quote unquote, more important nominations are just the better shows than the ones that don't. So to me, um, it's hard for, for me to really see where they're differentiating between how much of this is because of the marketing bump that a nomination brings and just how much the show is better. So it has better word of mouth. So more people are going to go to see it. Did you did you get that vibe from the article, James? Yeah, uh, I am. Um, I'm a bit of a amateur connoisseur of colleges and college mascots. Do you know what the university <laughs> Utah Valley University mascot is? Uh, I'm going to go with the mountain lions. The wolverines. Oh, damn it. See, that's... Mm, and see, man, I that's... think that you didn't know that. I think that this somebody's, somebody's scamming us here. I don't think that this, this school actually exists. I've never heard of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the colors are blue and white. That's my, I guess. Green and white. Green yep, and see, white. no idea. I, I literally write for a college sports website, and I have never heard of this school. And they play for the WAC. Oh, the, West... the Western Athletic Conference. Yeah, yeah okay. they play for the WAC. So... Uh, we're getting far outside the Venn diagram right now. I've lost half our listeners, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, perhaps uh, further study is merited here. Yeah, it, it seems like they're missing an elemental part of this uh, debate. You know, a control. Uh, it, it just seems like they're missing. You know what the variables are here. I, I don't understand really the point of this. It seems that they've really lost the thread. Ah, so uh, just one thing about the previous conversation. Uh, we were talking about everybody getting uh, nominations and things like that. Uh, this upcoming Memorial Day weekend, my both of my children are soccer soccer tournament, and I know right now, weeks before, that we're all getting trophies. So uh, 
Yeah. Uh, that's okay. But the trophies, everybody getting a trophy is not about the kids. It's not the kids who feel like they have to have a trophy to be successful. It's the parents who are insecure that their kids don't get trophies that has caused this phenomenon when the, everybody gets the trophies. Everybody blames the kids. Everybody's saying it's the pampered, you know, the kids of the society that's causing the downfall of our civilization. But it's their insecure parents who decided to give everybody trophies, not the kids themselves. All right, I'm getting off the soapbox. Mm, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting topic yeah. here. I oh, did not man. see this. Howard Kagan places bid on Weinstein Company assets. Yes. Yesterday, Deadline reported that controversial Broadway producer Howard Kagan, you remember he was the mm, yeah. producer, very much embroiled in a number of controversies with Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of 1812. His company has put in a $315 million bid for the film and TV assets of the now bankrupt financially and morally so, Weinstein Company. That bid also includes a $25 million settlement fund for the victims of sexual assault by former head of the company, Harvey Weinstein. Now, James, I, I, I don't really have any commentary other than this. Just like you said, it was really interesting. Um, there's a statement from uh, a lawyer for the, the partner of the company for Inclusion Media, which is Howard King is a producer of um, – I We've heard a number of things, including in the Heights, that have left the Weinstein Company because of this. I have no idea what the film and TV assets would be. But knowing the types of things that Weinstein was known to produce, these would be prestige, very potentially commercially viable products. And and I guess it's good that somebody with a Broadway connection is doing it. But does it have to be Howard Kagan? Hmm. So – um my question here is: It Weinstein or Weinstein? It's uh, it's 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 Os- <laughs> Oscar Hammerstein. Oscar, oh my goodness! I I found her incredibly endearing, and especially if you don't know what we're talking about, Cat McPhee had things that are close to my heart. Trouble with some pronunciations on the Tony nominations, but she owned up to it. She tweeted out a hilarious video. I'll see if I can find it and throw it in the show notes. If you find her on on Twitter, she was totally in on the joke and did not take herself serious seriously really uh leaned in to the fact that she was screwing up pronouncing spongebob squarepants so good for her all right uh what do we have in the recommendation section all right two things one real quick i'm sure everybody's seen it at this point but this month's hamel drop came out earlier this week and it is a five person uh, collaboration on what was the first draft of the song Burn from Hamilton. All five of the women currently playing um, Eliza in the different productions, Broadway, West End, Chicago, the tours. Um, that's uh, Ariana Afsar, Julia Harriman, Lexi Lawson, Rachel Go, and Shobana Narayan. Um, they all collaborated on this version of the song, which we all know really well from the show, but has some different content in it. And I'll tell you, it's pretty impactful. Um, in the original version, Lynn includes a line, and I'm paraphrasing, that Eliza sings that she is not surprised that Alexander Hamilton cheated 
cheated on her because of the way that she's seen him look at her sister. It's a really, really cool. A great um, music video was released with it, too. Alex Lacamoire actually went to London to record with Rachel Ann Go. He brought Lexi Lawson into a studio in New York to record with her. And then he brought the three women from out of town in on one of their off days to record with them. So all five were never in the same place recording, but the three tour in Chicago women were um, really cool, really powerful. It's getting a lot of play. And our friend Jillian over at the uh, Hamill cast has some extra content about it if you want to check that out. And then also yesterday it was announced that audience rewards is teaming up with the Tonys to do kind of like a pick em fantasy league about the Tony Awards. Um, I love this stuff. I did one with my Broadway World colleagues last year at, at what Gold Derby, and it was an absolute nightmare. So I'm looking forward to doing this. You can create your own leagues. You can play against family and friends and against everybody. Um, so really cool. So uh, look out for that and uh, get your picks in before the award ceremony on June 10th. All right, Matt. I know we got some catching up to do. What else do we have? Okay. Uh, these are some other things that, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, we didn't necessarily have a time to get to everything because of the Tony nominations. But here's some more real quick stories we wanted to make you aware of. Yesterday, Goodspeed Musicals announced initial principal casting for a new musical adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac. The musical, ad- adapted by Erica Schmidt and members of the band The National, will run in Chester, Connecticut from August 3rd through September 2nd. And if you don't have tickets now, you probably aren't going to get them because – In the show, Game of Thrones and, spoiler alert, Avengers Infinity War, star Peter Dinklage will play Cyrano and movie star Haley Bennett will play Roxanne. Further casting will be announced in the coming weeks. Also, Roundabout announced the actors who will co-star with Adina Menzel in Skin Tight beginning on May 31st. Joining the Tony winner will be Stephen Carrasco, Eli Gelb, Cynthia Mace, and the incredibly great big and small small screen star John Noble. We also learned yesterday that fresh off of its world premiere at the Royal Court Theater in London this spring, the new play Girls and Boys by Dennis Kelly will transfer to New York starring Tony and Oscar nominee Carrie Milligan. Directed by Lindsay Turner, the show will begin performances on June 12th at the Minetta Lane Theater. And like Harry Clark, the show is being produced by Audible, which will then record the show for later release on its service. Next to the Barrington Stage Company, world premiere of Rachel Schenken and William Finn's new musical, The Royal Family of Broadway, announced its casting and included in the cast will be Arnie Burton, Kathy Fitzgerald, Harriet Harris, Laura Michelle Kelly, uh, Laura Michelle Kelly, Haley Podshoon, Will Swenson, Chip Zine, and more. The show begins previews on June 7th. They're actually Barrington released uh, casting for a number of other shows. We will have that in the show notes if you want to check that out. Down to Washington, D.C., Skylar Aston, Betsy Wolf, and Michael Urie will lead the Broadway Center stage concert production at the Kennedy Center of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying from June 6th through 10th. Uh, also earlier this week, the public announced that Kyle Beltron, Inver Jokic, and Rebecca Naomi Jones will lead Fire and Dreamland beginning on June 19th. And finally, the Atlantic Theater Company has extended The Great Leap, starring B.D. Wong through June 24th. Performances for that show actually don't even begin until May 23rd, so maybe another extension will happen eventually. If you'd like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. We, uh, did you mention the uh, the Goodspeed Cyrano de Bergerac is at the Chester Theater? It, it's not uh, at the main. It's not. So it's an even smaller theater. Yes. So, yeah, I mentioned it's yeah, it's at it's in Chester, Connecticut. So it's not their big normal one where they do that. This is a small yeah. world premiere, uh, almost a workshoppy type thing. So that's why I said tickets are already very limited. And I'm assuming with the fact that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Peter Dinklage is in it, you're not getting tickets anyway at this point. Not even if you have a dragon. All right, why don't you get us out of here? I'll be honest with you. If you have a dragon, you can probably get whatever you want. But yes, yeah, uh, thanks for listening correct, to Today yeah. on Broadway. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Good to speak to you guys twice in one day. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And uh, just remember this. I want a simple life. I want to get up late, drink tea, and read old books. I also want a spaceship and a pet dragon. We will talk to you tomorrow. What? What?